Welcome to Probably Science. That is King Tough with the hit Anthem. Oh, hit. Was like King Tough? What a, what it's a, a hit in my mind. Oh, what a okay. hit. Right. Yeah. We all know King Tough. That, that <laughs> I'm sorry it's not band. Pearl Jam or Alan Jackson. That's Listen. the voice of Hey, Brooks. whoa. Hey, this Are podcast- we talking Pearl Jam and Alan Jackson in the same sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both great. Um, <laughs> Let's give it a high five for oh, Pearl yeah, Jam. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right uh, you like Pearl Jam, Dex? Uh, I may be the biggest Pearl Jam Did fan. you go to Pearl Jam 20 both nights at Alpine Valley? I was on the road doing comedy. Well, I wasn't, and I was there <laughs> both nights. I so would great. love to have. Yeah. I would have loved to have Hanging with places. brothers? It was great. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Andy, this you don't play music that you like. You play fun, make fun that's, of. What is not fun about that song? That's a, that's a, you got to play Andrew W.K., in the Air, Kid Rock, <laughs> Alan Jackson. These are fun, crazy things to play. Okay. I got to rethink my not definition Not your King of fun. Tough. Okay. If King Tough isn't fun. There's a lot of fuzz on that guitar. There's a lot of fuzz. Fuzz equals fun. And my okay, what is is T Rex fun to you? What's what's fun? What is not fun? T Rex is fun. T Rex is fun. fun. Yeah, yeah. T Rex is fun. Yeah. Okay, we gotta introduce our guests. We do. All right, who goes first? Dex. Dex I'm Dex Jordan. I'm unfamiliar with most of the music you guys were talking about, <laughs> except for Pearl Jam. Uh, yes, I've heard of them. Dex, you were on an episode. I don't know if it's a lost episode or not. It, it is was, lost. It was a test episode. Was oh, it? Were yeah. you and Jesse Case together? Yeah. We did not use that? You never, sure? Yeah, it was never used. Then we got to give you your own soon. But that is Dex Jordan, <laughs> uh, comedian from Portland, Oregon, also relocated to LA, uh, what, about six months ago now? Uh, December. December. You giving it up for Portland? <laughs> for Dex. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that was the crowd. Nice. The crowd of one. That, that <laughs> crowd of one goes by the name of Josh Cheney. Hey, guys. Is our guest today. Thank you for joining us. First time on the show. Uh, you're a native of Chicago, I believe, correct? Or did Long you time just... listener, first time <laughs> guest member. Thank you. Host of the Hot House show. Yeah. In often, downtown Los Angeles. Oftentimes, yeah. It's a great... Who else hosts it when you don't? Well, uh, they were on hiatus for a couple months, and this last Thursday there was a show, and the... Uh, Kyle... Kyle Lane... Kyle sounds like you're kind of a tall guy. One of your I, best friends. No, Kyle I, Lane. no, I had never met him before. He did a great job. Though. It was a Craigslist hookup. I went, uh, I went to this show just to, just to check it out, and um, but I'm hosting next month. Were you just arms crossed, back of the room, like I know someone that could have done this better. Nice Somebody try. else could have hosted this show a whole no, lot better. Like I said, great show, great hosting, great comics. All right, nice. Josh Cheney, mm-hmm. Dex Jordan. Yeah. Good Welcome times. to the fucking podcast. Thank, thank you. you. It's wonderful, Brooks. To be here. Thank you. Andy. Good to be here. Uh, we're changing lab. it to probably Pearl Jam. Favorite Pearl Jam uh, album. I'm personally low, low partial to Versus. Wait Versus is right, very good. Right. That's, that's the one with the goat on the cover. Yep. Yeah. That's right. It's a good one. Um, you know that would have been a uh, a really a toss up for me between uh, the first two tenor verses. But great. these days, these th- days, this last album, you like Backspace, just came out. Just blows my mind every time. I like Backspacer. Favorite Pearl Jam album for real though is Lost Dogs. Just all their B sides. Uh, it's like yeah. the best Pearl Jam album. That's some great stuff. You guys in there. are really big fans. Yeah, yeah, Deep Cuts. Oh, Deep Super Cuts. Super Deep Cuts. What do you think about that one song? That's a there's a Temple of the Dog version and uh, Lost Dogs Pearl Jam. It's pretty much the same song. I think. One well, of no. Called, okay, yeah. One. Um, Hunger Strike. A, no, there's a Temple of the Dog uh, version mm-hmm. of the same exact Pearl Jam song instrumental, but one is just Chris Cornell's lyrics and the other is Eddie Ooh. Vedder's. Right. And what's that? Is that? Uh, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Go ahead and keep talking. Is it Footsteps? 
Is one of them footsteps? The other one is. Uh, I think it might be. Yeah. Anyway, I have that's a, the extent of my trivia. Knowledge. Yeah, the extent of good. my uh, Pro Jam. I like Pro Jam, but I'm going to cop out and say I, I like ten the most. But I have that's a bootleg good. copy of Pearl Jam in concert doing a cover of Plush STP's Plush. Oh, nice. I think I've heard it's I heard that really on a mixtape like once a long time ago. Pretty much like the same band, <laughs> and the crowd goes nuts like, yeah. from the first few notes. It's really yeah. good. That's great. That's a band that I came around to later. I mean, I, I was always aware of them, but I always kind of thought they were sort of shitty. And then later I realized, wait, Stone Temple Pilots, they're, they're kind of they a good bad. band. They're, they're not a and bad And they grew band. musically. Yeah. They did yeah, grow, yeah. yeah. In like fact, that, they grew out of me, but <laughs> I that, stayed grungy and they didn't. That oh, album from like 96, I think, was it Tiny Music? Uh, songs from the whatever. Yeah. It's a pretty good album. There's yeah, some yeah. great guitar work on that. Yeah. I also like No Code. No Code's very good also. Mm-hmm. I want to have a boy named him Lucan. Lucan, yeah, L U K I N. Yeah, I think that's cool. Are we cool. back on Pearl Jam now? Yeah, yeah. I'm all a Pearl Jam. Oh, Which okay. one is yeah, that? Yeah. I thought that was on uh, like Yield or something. No, it's, it's not No Code. No Code. Okay. No um, code. All right, anyway, probably Pearl, Pearl Jam. Pro. Sorry, guys, Pearl got excited Pearl about Lee. it. Probably Mookie uh, Blaylock. <laughs> probably Mookie Blaylock. Did you know that ten is called ten because that was Mookie's number? Didn't know that. Did no, not know that's that. Crazy. Uh, Didn't know that. Yeah, fucking love Pearl Jam. They wanted to call the band Mookie Blaylock. No, they were Mookie Blaylock for a little bit. Have yeah. we talked about the fact that I have the same name as the precursor to Pearl Jam? Oh yeah, you a- right. Andy Wood, you died so that Pearl and Jam. Mother Love Bone was no more. Right, oh, uh, so that Pearl Jam could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, we thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah, thanks. At least I could do on the cross. I, I had to. I had to take one for the team. Fucking that Pearl team Jam. being uh, the listening public of, of the world. Just interjected <laughs> in there. Fucking love Pearl Jam. <laughs> I'm just like looking at all the music right now. I'm like getting okay. really excited. Oh, sure. Oh, so great. That's pro- I think six minutes in. It's about enough Pearl Jam probably. Uh, <laughs> I like. So, he does this. He, they have this B side where he did with Corin Tucker, who was uh, at, Bridgetown. at Bridgetown. Lead and I, wanted, of- I just wanted to meet her and be like, "What's Eddie Vedder like? <laughs> what is he like?" And did you? No. Copped out. Well, I was pretty. Pretty drunk. Pretty did you wasted. did you see the show she did at Bridgetown? No, I wanted to. It was great because it was hosted by John Glazer. Yeah, in character as John from Delocated, so he had the voice modulator and the ski mask on. Oh, it's great. And Corn Tucker's band, all of them were, were wearing ski masks for their whole set. That's awesome. And had voice modulators. Yeah. Nice. Wow, that's, that's cool. Sweet. All right, a lot of Pearl Jam there. Lots Sorry, Pearl Jam. we'll get out of it. All right, Josh, what is your science background? Um. Well. I taught a children's show on TV as as a professor. Wait, what? You you played a professor on TV? Yeah, uh, it was a local TV station in Chicago, WCIU, and there was this show called the Homework Show, and it was on at like three o'clock, and it was supposed to help kids with their homework, but it wasn't anything in particular. It wasn't like today we're taking a page from such and such school in right. Southside or Cicero. And just be like, today we're going to be talking about fractions. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about the pyramids. And you hosted this? I hosted a, se- a section of it, um, of the homework show. I played Professor Kelp, which was Ooh. the nutty professor, Jerry Lewis's nutty professor. So that's my background. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you get this job? Did you have I any praise. qualification that, that brought them to you that said, Josh is our guy to be, this is, this is kelp. Look no, I worked for the TV station. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was working at Ed DeBevick's in Chicago at the time. I know Ed, Ed DeBevick. Sure. They used yeah. to have one. Jerry there. Lewis didn't show up. Exactly. What, what do we do? <laughs> no, what do we Just do? bring Josh in. Oh, Josh will do yes. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> A lot of that. Josh is going to do Jerry Lewis today. Mm-hmm. Josh, come on. 
talk he, about stalactites. He fits and the white jackets. Yeah. Even though Professor Cub was a chemist, so he shouldn't know about caves. He's not a marine things. biologist. I'm yeah. all about. I'm all about spelunking. <laughs> Used to work in a cave, trying yeah. to sell a TV show called Crystal Lake Cave. Oh yeah. All about caves, man. <laughs> I like caves. Caves and Pearl Jam. Now the day that Pearl Jam plays a cave concert. Oh that's, man. Uh, see, that's oh, that's you brought it that. back to Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were talking science. I'm sorry, man. Oh, also, I had on uh, repeat for a long time the Thomas Dolby song, so I'm pretty qualified to talk about science. Mm. What's that? But you What's lost that? your uh, sense she of science. She blinded me with science. Yeah. She's poetry in motion. Oh, all right. Hence the white cane, if you notice. Do you hear Willie cane. Nelson's version of The Scientist from Coldplay? He made it awesome. No. No, I don't think I did hear it. Uh, well, Brooks, you're, you're going to have to pull that up. Uh, you're going to hear it. So, Speaking of music, if I may... Um, have you guys ever experienced this where, uh, Brooks, I'm going to imagine you probably have, where you're really excited about something? Let's say, for example, Pearl Jam. Or Willie Nelson. <laughs> or, yeah, you're excited about a new song, a new album, or a song that you've been listening to for a long time, and you play it for somebody, and your excitement fi- starts to disintegrate as you realize yeah. maybe this person isn't as into Most of my life is that's Pearl tough Jam. Yeah. That's, that's tough with music. Yeah. yeah. I get that a lot with uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Are you are you going to say you're a bigger Weird Al fan than I am? Are uh, we going mean, to have to go with this? I mean, pretty big. I'm just <laughs> saying I've experienced it at least a handful, maybe a dozen times, where I'm just like, you got to hear this song. And like, I literally experienced ten, that today. Really today? <laughs> and you're probably a bigger. On the fan last than I podcast, am. I was on Emery Emery's uh, Skeptically Yours, mm-hmm. and we were talking about horoscopes. So this I guy's played plugging him. somebody else's what, podcast. What is so this? I played. They aren't sponsoring this. We so I played the. Uh, your this your horoscope. Horoscope for today from oh. the Running with Scissors oh, album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good which song. Which is a great first, song. First yeah. album I ever bought. First CD I ever bought. Running with Scissors. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh I love. Wait that. a second. Fantastic. That's the first CD you ever bought. I had older brothers, so they, oh. they bought. Like that was the first oh, one. I was like, this is just for Brooks. Now this is just for Brooks. Now that's a good question, Dex. First CD, compact disc you ever. First bought. CD I ever owned. Wilson Phillips. Ooh. Here we go. Here we're gonna play this Willie Nelson. Yeah. Phillips. Oh, I have heard this. It's very good. It's really good. Was it used in a commercial? Yeah, I mm, freaking that's pretty that's cool. Good. That's He's good. got a version of Just Breathe on there too. Speaking of Pearl Jam. Oh shit. You know what really this cool. is? That's uh yeah. Weird Al Alienkovic in, in 3D on cassette tape. Nature Trail to Hell. Yeah. I just ran into my bedroom in and grabbed 3D. the last time I went home, I found this. This is the first tape that I ever owned. I got it in 1984 Not when tape. I was 7. We're talking CD. 7 years old. But Weird Al in 3D <laughs> at 7 Hold years old. Hold it up to the microphone so and we I can still, hear it. You can you can hear that, right? Yes. And I, I I actually put it on and I realized I can still sing along word for pretty word for yeah. Deep cuts I haven't heard since I was probably eight or nine. It's like muscle memory. I signed yeah, up I, for Spotify this week, and the first thing I did was went to see how how much Weird Al they had. Yeah, yeah. is they it? Had, is they it, got a ton. Is it? Yeah. yeah. When I first started on a Spotify, it was just a lot of uh, Blink One Eighty Two's first album. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. All right, this is like Blink One Eighty One. This I don't goes have so far Cheshire back. Cat, but <laughs> Spotify does. Let's try it. Uh, all right. Dax, what's your science background? We gotta steer uh, this ship. Yeah, stay we gotta science. steer this Guys. ship. Look at us. What are we coming? The day that Brooks is the one trying to keep us on track. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> Hold on, cats, I got another song. I'm gonna play. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> um, I have a degree in psychology. Um, cool. From the University of Oregon. Do you really? Uh, I do. Ooh, you, can and, we talk about uh, Prefontaine too? I was in one of the Prefontaine movies. What? Which one? Uh, <laughs> the good one. Oh, wait, <laughs> Hold on. No, so okay, where, the one with know, Jordan Catalano. Uh, 
I mean, there's without I limits. So. I like both. <laughs> Wait, Billy, Crudup, Billy Crudup is considered the good one, or is oh, Jared Leto the good one? Uh, the, the the Billy Crudup one, because He's that's the, the one, one that was filmed in Eugene. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the other one was Jordan like Tom Catalano. Cruise produced it. No, Tom Cruise was the good one. That's oh, the one who produced the good that's, one. Uh, the other one was a Disney movie they filmed up in Washington because they didn't have permission so from Bill Bowerman. You would say you were more Armageddon than Deep Impact? Yes. Like, were you yeah. Dante's Peak, not Volcano? Is that? I think that Deep Impact is a way better movie. It kind of is, though. You're right. Than Armageddon. Yeah. It deals yeah, with but more of the human side how, of... But how many yeah. times have you watched Deep Impact exactly. since then? Yeah. I watched Deep Impact, and all I... No, I mean Armageddon, and all I think about is uh, feeling my, uh, my girlfriend's boobs, because... Uh, so I felt I felt her boobs for the first time slow dancing to that uh, Aerosmith song. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't wanna close my eyes. Uh, just grabbing boobs. Just grabbing just boobs. Grab yeah. boobs. Yeah, just wanna great. grab some boobs because I missed your boobs. Oh, this is great. Name don't wanna miss your boobs. Oh man, it's changed. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was a really good song. Yeah. Who are you? Weird Al? Amazing. Uh, <laughs> so you out. went to Oregon. So I went you to were an amazing degree. track athlete. Oh well, not at all. Um, I tried to play tennis for them, but it didn't work out. Uh, but I was I was there to, to study under um, there was a specific professor I wanted to study from a guy wow. named Ray Hyman who uh, is my favorite scientist Jewish um, uh, ooh maybe <laughs> um, and he's one of the world's foremost skeptics because coming up in uh, is he? In high school <laughs> uh, okay Andy, second place to you second place to Andy and uh, I, I wanted to know the academic side of you know the uh, psychics and crazy world ah. uh, so I, I learned about human error and critical thinking and all that that's well, great yeah let me guess that's my thing devout religious guy i am totally i'm at church seven days a week <laughs> seven days a week i actually meant hyman oh yeah <laughs> rabbi hyman no the professor hyman <laughs> the professor rabbi hyman yeah devout devout, devout. uh yeah. okay here we go. We're, this, we're gonna do dualies. I was just wondering how you're gonna do dualies. Yeah, yeah. I have a science quiz, and then you just gotta right away fire back. These are just questions. They're super easy. Do um, we have to buzz in or just no, 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 gets no buzzings. I'll, I'll ask. I'll okay. go. Dax. Dax already answered the first question. Favorite scientist. Boom. You got. Mm-hmm. Doctor. I, I knew it was coming. Uh, all right, Josh. Favorite scientist. Go. Uh, I mean, it's a cop out. I do like Stephen Hawking. All right, makes sense. It's good. All right, because you get so many bitches. Yeah, guy is. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to change it to Dr. Zoidberg. Who's that? <laughs> Dr. Zoidberg. Futurama. Oh, nice. All right. Josh, least favorite scientist. Ooh. If Benny Hinn considers himself a scientist. <laughs> Who's Benny Hinn? Or Joel Osteen. Uh, any of those Christian oh, right. science, Christian oh, Osteen, okay. yeah. televangelists. I think uh, Jimmy Swagger and Jim Baker consider themselves scientists. So anybody like that. Wow. All right. That makes sense. Dax, least favorite scientist. Holy crap. This is a hard one. It is. I don't... It's a great one. Wow. My favorite. I wish I had hard thought about this earlier. Great ones. Yeah. Least favorite scientist. I get... uh, Stephen Hawking then. There. Yep. He seems lazy. Now we got to uh, fight. There it is. Now we got to fight. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. What's the next question? I always forget. Okay. Favorite element. Dax. Ooh. Nitrogen. All right, Josh. Plentiful. Gold. Right. AU. Boom. Gold. AU. That's the first. Gold, baby. This is the first gold. This is the first time anybody's picked gold as their favorite it seems element. Like a, AU, it's such baby. A logical. It's so logical. <laughs> why, isn't, why aren't we all picking gold? I don't know. Who loves AU, baby? Who loves AU, baby? <laughs> um, he's still alive, right? Tell you something else. Yeah, for, he's still For the alive. gold council. For the gold council. <laughs> hey, what's it going to take to get you into some gold? <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> into some gold. <laughs> yeah. Josh, um, favorite experiment 
you ever did in high school, like growing up, like did you do like a cool experiment? <laughs> it wasn't cool and it wasn't my favorite, but it's the one that I did almost every single science fair thing. My dad, would, <laughs> the science fair would be coming around the corner and my dad would go, okay, we're going to do the same thing. It was so lame. <laughs> I love this. It was so lame. And what he would do was he would put stalk, <laughs> stalks of celery in water and then put food coloring in the water. Oh, yeah. And then the, the, the colors would go, would go up yeah. the strands of the celery. And he'd go, science. <laughs> no diagram. We didn't draw a poster for it. It was just in this like big like flying J 64-ounce cup. And you could see like the blues and the reds going up the veins or whatever you call it, the cell walls of the... There you go. Man, I love As that. As Ashley is Marlboro Red, you just go, science, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like how you're like, all right... Here it comes. Here We're going to do the celery <laughs> thing. Oh, it's... To me, that feels like the mold, ex- quote-unquote, experiment that would be my default, which is just not... leaving some food so... out in various parts of the house. <laughs> right. It's a cup of dirt. Yeah. It's a cup of it's dirt. It's a cup of dirt. I'd say, at least, uh, I'd say at least four years in a row we, we did that. Oh, that's great. If you don't... Uh, listeners, you got to listen to Brian Regan live. That's where he has like the funniest... Cup of dirt. The funniest uh, the big science fair. one's fun. the sun. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest science fair. So good. Joke of all time, uh, hands down. Dex, boom. Fa- favorite experiment you ever did? Um, it's the one that never got off the ground. Uh, in as much in in late uh, grade school, I was like, I had Omni Magazine was a big thing. Omni, it's a science magazine, um, and they once a year they would have a catalog of weird science stuff you could order. Some might call it like so, a, the zoo books. Uh, time. Yeah, it was put out by Hustler. But uh, <laughs> wait, is is Omni? Is it like for kids or is no, it, it for everybody? No, it's for everybody. Okay. It was like a science and science fiction and fantasy kind okay. of world thing. And so they had a Hammaker Schlemmer catalog every year. Sure. And uh, I saw this thing you could order that so you could um, genetically crossbreed carrots. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, with, that sounds cool. You think so? You're I asked God for that for something? my birthday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> genetically crossbreed them with other carrots. I don't even what? know. I would just, that, that was like the description of it, and it's like a hundred dollars. So I asked my parents if they would get that. Crossbreed them with like potatoes. To I make. I think it was just to like create a different strain of carrot or something. So I Did you o- ordered it and had it sent to the house and I opened it up and it was it was basically just, you know, something you would have to have an entire laboratory to do, uh, but it was just a couple of parts for it and I didn't understand what it was and I just sat in my driveway where I'd open it up and cried cried because of how <laughs> stupid I was. I was like I, I was one of these kids, I was an only child. Uh, would you really my cry? parents just, I I totally cried. I can totally uh, see that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just like, so I guess I'm stupid. Dude, I had told everyone at school oh, I was gonna no. like this was gonna be my science experiment uh, for the class oh. I was in. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna scientifically uh, genetically engineer carrots. Man, remember when Monday morning <laughs> comes around, the kids are like, so, so where where are the pterets? <laughs> where are the pterets? <laughs> Dude, we <we're> promised. <laughs> when you were little, did you ever like for Christmas if somebody like if like your parents give you a bad Christmas present, I would get mad at them. Man, what a piece <laughs> of shit! That's the at worst. Your thing. Terrible, yeah. No, like I would just yeah. like pout. I'd be like, why would I want this? Yeah, like, this yeah. is a real horrible mm. choice. You didn't get me the robot. I wanted Omnibot. Ah, oh, this is oh yeah, there I really want to play this game. I wanted game. one year. You know I what I, I did do? This was sort of like a scientific experiment of sorts. Uh, when I was a kid, the years when you start to question whether there's a Santa or not, but you don't. You don't want to like You want to believe it Like no kid wants that To be taken away from them Wait there's um, no Santa <laughs> <laughs> Younger listeners coming What did you just yeah. say Here Oh in that box of stuff That came was a, an extra order form For E. coli So I could order away For E. coli <laughs> 
as part of this Jesus. experiment. And my dad could not get over the fact that the, a 12-year-old kid just got an order form for E. coli he could have sent to the house. Just wow. to do experiments on, on uh, right. diarrhea? Yeah. No, but anyway, so I had, I had this experiment that I set up. Every year, I would just um, pray to Santa secretly. Maybe I even wrote it down, but like I would tell him to leave something in a specific place that wasn't even oh, like a regular spot under the tree. And it was a product that didn't even exist yet. Like I wanted basically like a handheld TV, like a, I guess there was a Sony Watchman. This might've predated that. And I wanted mm-hmm. it to be full color. And I'm like, you know, if he's listening, he'll take care of this. He will fulfill this wish and put it in this specific location that we've agreed upon in my head. Yeah. And of course every year it wasn't, it sure. wasn't there. Oh, that's amazing. I remember one year I was like, Santa left uh, Toys R Us uh, price oh. on this one. <laughs> Oh, why is Santa wow. buying all these presents? Did your did your parents change <laughs> their did they, they change their handwriting for the Santa thing? Dude, we did oh, a yeah. really we did a real weird way. I had just had two brothers, so there's three of us, and you just run upstairs, just fucking sprint upstairs, and they was just piled. Like each person had a pile of presents, no wrapping. It was just like what? check out all this shit. I freaking loved. So it. So then ten minutes into it, it's done. You've it's already seen everything over it's immediately. Oh my god, not no, even ten just, minutes. No wrapping, just like oh shit, Jess is so amazing. It, it just pile of your presents. What and were your then, parents? What were your parents doing as you're going through? And were they like watching and just like watching and happy, man? I don't were, know. I really loved it. It was really great. Like uh, we just, my parents go all out for Christmas. It was awesome. That's like, awesome. I think we probably got as many presents. But my dad is a methodical man, and he would he is the the doler outer of gifts. So he sure. would sit. We don't. You can't just grab. Everything's wrapped. And my dad takes turns handing one. And once that person's unwrapped theirs, then the next person then ours. So that it's like a turn. three or four hour ordeal. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The same number of presents, but like I think he just doesn't like the idea of instant gratification. Sure. Like this oh, yeah. pile of like, and then ten minutes later, it's over. So well, there's he, such a lead up to the day. I mean, it's right. Yeah. De- decorations are out now. It's October twentieth. Jesus. Yeah. They've been out since early October. I went to a Hallmark the other day, and they were playing Christmas music. It was like October fourth. People love Christmas, uh, and they—it's like a an obvious thing to say. It happens earlier and earlier every every year, but it's like a lot of yeah, people who are Santa Claus for Halloween. Let it last a favorite, little bit longer on the favorite day. Christmas movie. Josh, Christmas Story. Andy, uh, Scrooged. Oh, Scrooge Dax. is good. Christmas Vacation. Very good. It's mm. a tie for me between Christmas Story and for Christmas me, Vacation. Home Alone. That's a Christmas movie. Home Alone's movie. great. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's a great movie. I probably haven't seen it since I guess the that first makes year Die Hard a Christmas movie, too. Definitely. Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> make it a Christmas movie. You know, if I'm going straight Christmas movie, I really like The Grinch, but I don't think I can watch it anymore. I just realized that. I've never seen it. Are you talking it. about the live action one or the cartoon? I like the live action one, man. It's oh, with my, Jim Carrey. Uh, yeah, that's ex- good. It was my ex-girlfriend's favorite, favorite movie. It's very so, you know good. What? not going to probably watch that ever again. Yeah. All right. Okay, biggest explosion you've ever been a part of, Dex. Um, I don't know that I've been a part of any big explosions. Fireworks, Witness, yeah. Witnessing one counts. You don't basic. You don't have to have caused it. Just yeah, good just, fireworks at Disneyland. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm averse to danger. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Josh, boring. Give us some good. Um, Dex failed when I, I was. Uh, well, there's two. When I was pretty young, my brother took two M80s and shoved them into a dead pigeon and then lit them. Yeah. That wow. was that it, was like, I can't believe that's hurting my ears. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that loud and that explosive. No, yeah, we had these things called silver salutes. Oh, and they yeah. They were just like M80s, and like, it is shocking. And like, then... Oh, my God, that was big. And then number two, I don't... I mean, I wasn't directly related or involved in it, but... Within a four-block radius of Chicago, um, the building 
the apartment building next to ours got struck by lightning. And it was cool. the loudest boom I've ever heard in my life. And I've never heard so many car alarms go off simultaneously. Uh-huh. It was it was it was insane. It was like a bomb had dropped. That would be a good time to steal a car. Yeah. Yeah, it's the perfect cover. <laughs> Way of, ahead of you. Did you guys did you guys love this weather we've had last week? I love that thunderstorm we had last week. It was the first one since I moved here. I missed those summertime. Since you moved here, it's the first thunderstorm, really. I think so, yeah. I wasn't here for it. I went back to Chicago. No, now now was... we're talking about the weather. I drew, yeah. Oh, exciting, my God. Exciting we science podcast. We're hey, going in. We're doing weather it. Weather science. We're doing it. Here's the first story. It's air systems. I'm at meteorology. How about that meteorological event last week, guys? Yeah. How about it? No, first story. Here we go. Did you guys see Felix Baumgartner uh, jump out of that balloon? Not, not live, but I did see the recording. I watched the footage. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Amazing. I didn't see any of it, didn't you? So did here's you... what happened. Um... This guy, Felix Baumgartner, Red Bull sponsored. I should have Austrian guy. Yeah, Austrian dude. Go uh, took like this um, weather balloon up to freaking what twenty eight thousand feet. Higher than that. Oh, no, twenty eight miles. One hundred twenty thousand feet, I believe it yeah. was about. Maybe one hundred fifty. Look this up real quick. Right. Let's get the. He facts was dropped at about ninety eight thousand feet. Which is roughly 26 miles up in the air. Yeah. No, I think that was the previous record. Okay. He broke that on the latest one. Let's look it up. We've okay. got a computer. Okay. Okay. Technology is yeah. here. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, he free f- he just jumped out in a spacesuit. But what was crazy is that the last guy who did this was in 1960. Wow. That's so long ago that he was also doing this. It's he- like when James Cameron took that deep dive that mm-hmm. someone had done 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just remarkable. Yeah. What do you mean you did it 50, 52 years ago? Yeah. Oh, we've been to the moon? Yeah. Like forever ago. Man, it's crazy to think about how in the 60s, ago. we like we're like the 60s, man. There's no technology. Oh, yeah. We went to the fucking moon. Yeah. 40 years I was, ago. Yeah. I was reading a statistic the other day. The Wright brothers invented the airplane. Yeah. And like 50 or 60 years later, we went to the moon. It's the most. It's like the that thing jump ever. is. That's pretty insane. Insane. I'm not getting the years exactly right, but even if you say a hundred years later, yeah. That's after going, okay, well, we know how to fly up in the sky now. Let's go to that thing. Yeah, <laughs> and even in the sky is generous with the Wright brothers. We know how to fly about fifteen feet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the, it was a twenty-four mile jump. So okay. five thousand two hundred eighty feet. He almost uh, fell. Uh, well a over a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He almost well, fell. He crushed that marathon. <laughs> and it said he topped out at eight hundred thirty-four miles an hour because th- this was also a first because no one had ever broken the, this, sound, the sound barrier, barrier in as just a free falling person. So they weren't sure what was going to happen with that. Evidently, it was fine. Um, let's see. What else did he do that was awesome? Uh, my my thing was uh, he broke the previous record holder's longest uh, free fall, which was Bodie and Johnny Utah. <laughs> point break. <laughs> In bells. They fucking fall for three minutes and 58 seconds. I watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, when they jump out of the plane, there's just so much fucking like... Oh, it's where they're fun. arguing? Yeah. They're I d- thought you were talking about the fall from like the huge wave. No, I'm talking end. about when they jump out of the plane and then it's just like, pull the cord. Pull it. Pull it. Pull the cord. <laughs> three minutes over... Three, three minutes. minutes and fifty-eight seconds is oh. that scene of them just falling. That is ridiculous. <laughs> they do a lot. Does it of say how long the fall was? Fives. Oh, Hollywood awesome. magic! It doesn't list on his Wikipedia. No, it was he four minutes and it was like four minutes in like eighteen seconds. He didn't break didn't the break longest free record, fall yeah. uh, record. But he did. Uh, I think they clarified he did break the sound barrier, but it was out of the atmosphere. Yeah, so it didn't really. It, dude, did you it, hear it, some it of the stuff? He's just like, it's getting really foggy. Like he was like, um, they thought he was going to pass out. Oh. Is real nuts. Oh, is there audio? Because I couldn't find just one. I wanted one uninterrupted. Oh, yeah. There's an uninterrupted one you can totally watch. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. It's a really good one. Well, there's an audio feed. It's just a lot of... Ah! Oh, look. 
look, a bird. <laughs> uh, By the way, the, the longest uh, free fall ever recorded is uh, Axl Rose. That's <laughs> about 18-year continuous <laughs> That's my favorite joke. I think China will have democracy before Chinese democracy comes out. Am I right, you guys? <laughs> hey, bottom line. Okay, I'm going to do a character who love who who's like, listen, guys, <laughs> worth the wait. Did you hear Chinese democracy? It was well produced. Man, it's like appetite for destruction is back. Uh, love it. I will say the, fir- the first track on Chinese democracy is pretty awesome. It's so obviously was recorded over many years with tons of different takes like all the vocal takes they back up to each other so precisely there's no way it was actually a real like it's the most produced song ever but it rocks it's a great it's a great song um yeah by the way we were thinking we're getting off topic with the weather stuff we're not actually because uh one of the stories i wanted to talk about is uh weather is science i didn't mean to torpedo your segue no we're good it wasn't before you go on before you go on on that subject i want to hear your guys opinion of this Uh, on that same uh that same place where I got that statistic of whatever it was, the Wright brothers and then going <laughs> to the moon. Uh, here was one. They said, if you uh, in a perfect world in a vacuum, it doesn't hit the sides. From the ground to the middle of the earth, the very core of the earth, if you were to drop a book, why they said book, who knows? Why couldn't it be a marble? But a book, if you dropped a book from the ground all the way to the core, how long would it take? What do you think? So I know that we're, uh, what, about 8,000? So four, the diameter of the Earth is about 4,000 miles. And we're, ta- we're not taking into the account... The diameter of the Earth is 4,000? Oh, sorry, 000. the radius, the radius. The radius of the Earth is about 4,000 yeah, miles. From the center the to the... Yeah, to the, the radius is 4... You said, so from when will it hit the middle or the other edge? When what, will it hit the core? The core. So 4,000 miles free fall... Um, I have no idea. <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> you I have think. a guess. It's not a trick question. It's not going to bounce back. They had an actual number. Oh, really? And I, wanted, I was thinking. And I want to say, oh, that's much longer, or that's not. Okay, as long I would as say. I, I would say like two days. Two days. I would think the gra- You said two days to drop yeah, two to days. drop four thousand miles. Okay, it's four thousand no. miles. Yeah, that's how not, long does it take a plane to fly? Well, not two days. Four thousand miles. Well, wait, we're not. Eight saying, hours. We're, we're saying as if there were no Five air. Hours. No, there is air. It's just oh, in in a vacuum in the sense that it's not hitting us, the sides. What is it? No, no. Let, let me ask. This is important though because if there's air, then it it, it reaches terminal velocity, which for it's like a coin. What is it again? What a, are you saying? It's a book. A book. It's a book. How so heavy is the book? A book. <laughs> are we talking a dictionary? Would, would, or a which Harry Potter? <laughs> I would guess a terminal velocity for a book wouldn't even be that fast. I would guess it would be like 200 miles an hour. If there's air, if there's no air, it keeps accelerating. We're looking for then, time here. How long would right. it take? Okay, so if there's no air, I'm going to go like Brooks is staying no, true I'm gonna with say, two days. I'm going to say I'm going to say no eight friction, hours. no friction. No I'm going to say uh, 25 minutes. 25 minutes, two days, eight that, hours. I'm, tra- I'm eight changing. Hour. He's changing it to eight hours. I'm going to go seven hours and 15 days. Seven hours. And and the actual retail price without going over, forty five minutes. Oh, it's way twenty five. Right, forty five minutes. Very close. Twenty five minutes. When two, I heard that, I was like, days. I said, Jesus I thought that's Christ. a long time. I yeah. thought that's a long time. Can we edit out my two days? <laughs> no. <laughs> you a- know, I heard this from a, a science teacher one time. He said, if you shrunk Earth down to the size of a of a pool ball, uh-huh. uh huh, with its mountains and deepest trenches it would still be as smooth as a pool ball you wouldn't be able to feel i've heard that for oh, marble really? and for one of those christmas ornaments also well that makes sense when you see the earth it's so from, uh, insignificant the mountains 
height compared to how right. Tall yeah, the it's world like is. if you were to hold it, you wouldn't even feel those bumps and yeah. ridges. Like yeah, Everest is about twenty eight thousand feet, right? So it's but, yeah. about five or six miles out of fourth out of eight thousand miles in diameter. So yeah, yeah that wouldn't make much. In that same thing, because of what you said, we're talking about ratios now. If you shrunk the Earth down to the size of a white blood cell, the sun would be the size of the USA. What? That's that's how that's, that's how big the sun is compared what? to the Earth. Yeah. How many Earths fit in the sun? Oh, like millions. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that white blood cell one. That seems Almost extreme. positive. Almost positive. Uh, all right. I'm like 25 minutes. Guys, though, I looked I'm it up on the internet. It's never wrong. Guys. Next story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this story actually, speaking of lightning, Australian scientists have unveiled a new theory which explains the mysterious phenomenon known as ball lightning. Have you guys ever heard of ball lightning? Ooh, I get it sometimes at night. <laughs> never heard of ball Is that when you're walking around on rug and you can shock... Your cat and stuff. So when you're wearing aluminum, yes. yeah. When you're wearing aluminum boxer briefs. No, I don't. I don't know. I've never heard of that ball lightning. S- ball lightning. Sightings of ball li- balls of lightning have been made for centuries around the world, usually the size of a grapefruit and lasting up to 20 seconds. But no explanation of how it occurs has been universally accepted by science. Even more mysterious are sightings of balls of lightning forming on glass and appearing in homes and in airplanes. I've heard of the airplane thing. Forming before. on glass? I guess. People Ooh. say they... Uh, People always blame a million UFO Earth, sightings a, a million on ball Earths lightning. would fit in the sun, so you're right. I was right. I, I said millions, and I yeah. said it jokingly, but... I, I wasn't are, doubting that. We are yeah, that's tiny <laughs> compared to the sun. Sun's right. the big Which yellow, is crazy, because I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Doesn't and look, it's the size of a marble. Doesn't look that big. It's blinding. It's it's blinding you with its science right now, like Thomas <laughs> Dolby style. It is. Um, it truly is. Burned. All right. Sorry, Andy. So ball lightning. Okay. So the scientist named John Locke has been studying ball lightning since the '60s. He's never seen it, which is crazy to study something that long that you could see but you haven't seen. No, you're fine. Makes me want to quit uh, looking for Sasquatch. Anybody listening, Brooks was just a really nice guy, and he just stood up just, trying to block out the sun from me. There was a Brooksian eclipse that happened. Oh, oh. Brooksian eclipse. Oh. One every 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to test that. You know what? I'll see you in 10 days. All right. All right. Sorry, so anyhow, This scientist has never seen it, but he's talked to a lot of people who have seen it, and he uh, recently published a paper in which he gives the first mathematical solution explaining the birth of ball lightning and how it can pass through glass. Have you ever heard, Brooks, have you ever heard of this, ball lightning? Uh, I, I mean, I've heard their first EP, and then <laughs> I think that their new album's going to be great. Dax, have you ever gone to a ball lightning concert? Uh, no, but I've been to a lightning ball. Oh, is it like a charity ball? <laughs> yeah, you dress up nice. Well, that's nice. Everybody's greased. I uh, there was electricity in the I, room. I, I've been hearing about ball lightning for a long time now. Yeah. So yeah. he's been testing. He has been studying it, and okay. I, he's never seen it firsthand. But he has this mathematical theory as to how it works. Um, previous theories have cited microwave radiation from thunderclouds, or oxidizing aerosols, or nuclear energy, dark mm-hmm. matter, antimatter, no. and even black holes as possible causes. I'm calling. I'm calling BS. So it's is like he. Sasquatch. He's never had. F- First-hand account, it is all hearsay. No way, it doesn't exist. Here's what he proposes. Well, it leaves little shits size, that collect. Size of a grapefruit? This thing doesn't <laughs> grapefruit exist. Grapefruit lightning? So he proposes that ball lightning is caused when leftover ions, which are very dense, are swept to the ground following a lightning strike. And as for how they pass through the glass, he says this is a result of a stream of ions accumulating on the outside of a glass window, and the resulting electric field on the other side excites air molecules to form a, a ball discharge. Why glass? Why not metal? Why not uh, 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 something that conducts? Um, well, that wouldn't be as as remarkable, I guess. If something <laughs> it, passed the re, something. the scientific explanation is it's not as impressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, or or it would ground out. The process would ground out yeah. through metal, yeah, whereas through glass Good. it wouldn't. 
because it's now we're getting into Tesla. <laughs> I have checked out the whole time that no, it's okay. <laughs> you were looking up music or something. Well, I'm trying to get my next story. Oh, no, okay. the basics of it. It's caused. So, what did this guy find? I mean, what what were his? Is, that's a, the article what? doesn't say how he came to this theory. He but found that he's never seen it himself. This is according to ScienceDaily.com. How much and, uh, does it say? How much time he's. He's been since the 1960s. He's been studying ball lighting. He's never seen it. He's just talked to people that have seen it. Meanwhile, he's divorced. His, right? ki- his kids hate him. It's like, Enough with the fucking ball lightning, Dad. He's uh, he's uh, uh what's drawings the, of it everywhere. It's like Zodiac. Yeah, he's basically. Yeah. It's ruined my life. He goes to heaven. Oh yeah, and by the way, there's no there's such no thing as lighting. that thing that you've been looking for. He's living in a houseboat now for some reason. Like that seems to be the place you Saint Peter <laughs> fall down to. I hate to know. be the one to tell you. It there's no such there thing. There ain't no ball lightning. He wouldn't even no, believe. I, I, I got a pretty fucking cool story here. Shoot. All right, this is cool. Uh, a pair of Milky Way galaxies, the same size as Milky Way, smashed into each other, uh, 300 million light years away. So these two galaxies have been slowly merging. Forever, pretty much. Wait, did you uh, say slowly or smashed? Let's pick one. They're slowly merging. Slowly, merging. slowly smashing. <laughs> uh, well, the headline was, a pair of Milky Ways smash into each other. Exclamation and point. That's sensationalism. And that's when, some gotcha yeah. journalism And right there were there. boobs and in the picture. The first yeah. sentence is, these two galaxies have been slowly merging for <laughs> the Now that we've got your attention. Actually. Uh, I'm, just, I'm still hearing the Aerosmith song as these two galaxies get yeah. closer to start to make it. Oh, my ass. Brooks wants to touch your boobs because you got them, baby. Uh, and, and I want to smash some galaxies together. All right. So the two galaxies now share a single name, NGC 2623. Ooh. Really? Oh. Women everywhere are going to use that for their vows yeah. and <laughs> weddings now. Uh, two galaxies galaxy are now ceremony. one. It just Yeah, it's really good. Uh, but they're both spiral galaxies, roughly the same mass as the Milky Way. Um, whoa, whoa, wait. So are, like, this is like a same-sex joining? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm not into it. These galaxies I'm not into together. it. Oh, man. Uh, okay, our own galaxy, the Milky Way, is uh, due to collide and merge with the Andromeda galaxy in 3.75 billion years. Guys, start hoarding your nuts, little I know, squirrel. I know. Uh, the Andromeda is also a spiral galaxy, and it's 1.25 times the size of the Milky Way. It's a little bit bigger. Okay. But it doesn't mean it's better, guys. Right. It doesn't mean it's better. Um, Apples and oranges. It just means in this merger, that's that's going to be the quote-unquote husband. That in the in uh. the. Yes. No. Uh, guys, the man guys, of the house is going. Andromeda is going to be the one that, that pays the bills. It says it says it, Milky Way is going to be. Taken we don't care have to worry about. We don't have to worry about this because in 1.5 billion years, Earth will be too hot for us to live on anymore. So we only got 1.5 billion years. I didn't know it was that soon. Yeah, the sun is slowly increasing its luminosity. I think it's going to be within 1,000 years it'll be too hot to live here. But guys, do you guys ever feel like your lives, you'd have so much less anxiety in your life if once an hour you were reminded of the vastness of space? Like if once an hour this came up, the the eons, the eternities, the size, do you think... uh, I feel like if once an hour I was reminded of that, I would relax. Well, I mean, it's just the fact I, that yeah. he, I would blow I think it some does things the opposite. It does no. the opposite to what, me. It makes Does you it really? ironic? Yeah, it makes me stressed to think I about how really meaningless out. all this stuff I get so stressed out the fact that what human rec- recorded human history is like 8,000 years. Uh-huh. It's like almost nothing. It's yeah. less than nothing. Yeah. It's less than nothing. Yeah. That same site <laughs> that yeah. was telling me, yeah. they said, talking about dinosaurs... Which did the, not exist. Which no. did not exist. Everybody knows that. The Stegosaurus, that fic- fictitional, fictitious uh, animal, um, lizard, thunder lizard, um, that animal, the Stegosaurus, the time that that was alive, 
compared spanning that out within time to when a Tyrannosaurus Rex was alive, we are closer to living with that Tyrannosaurus Rex than that Stegosaurus is to living to that. Holy shit. That's wow. how much time passed. Because they were around for between, a long time. There's millions bit, of years between them. And then millions of years passed. Then it was Tyrannosaurus Rex. And then mm-hmm. m- many millions of years, but not as many as go back wow. as. But they were buddies in the cartoons. Hey man, cartoons. <laughs> and then there was a really caveman screw riding with one the of them. truth. I hate to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many fast and loose? I think there's been like facts. five mass extinctions on Earth. Yeah, something like that. George Carlin does. He he did. He's dead. He did a joke. George Carlin never existed. Yeah, he's the dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> he is the dinosaurs. <laughs> he did this joke. He was just like. And then I got all... I can't do it, George. <laughs> He's like, people get all up in arms because you're using a plastic bag. And if you litter and then this, this shit, he goes, what if the Earth doesn't give a shit about that? I mean, there's been solar flares and lava and shit covering the Earth and spitting us out and then right. creating another ice age and another hot age and a this and that. It's like, for us to say this plastic and this stuff and these landfills yeah. were destroying the Earth, it's like... If the Earth's going to be destroyed, it's going to be something by something so much larger than what we are right. and what we can do. And it's also we're, we're ascribing our concept of good and bad and exactly. morality to this thing that does not care about us. That being said, yeah. I always use my own bags at the grocery store. There you go. Well, you yeah, good. I mean, there so, is sullying your closing and we're, see, we're a pro litter podcast now we're anti-voting <laughs> as we learned a couple weeks anti-voting ago anti-voting pro litter <laughs> yeah one doesn't count one doesn't count <laughs> brooks and richard Payne don't vote and are proud of that and are trying to get one more of our listeners count. not one, to. one doesn't count one it's the worst logic it's, that is not a good chance no, <laughs> no but i think that the whole thing about like environmentalism screw them Saving the Earth isn't a bad thing, it's, but it's it's a it's a silly way. It's a semantic. It's a masturbation. No, no, no. I don't think it's a bad thing, but don't phrase it as we're saving the, pla- the planet. That's what I mean. Care. That's what I but, mean by it's masturbation. But, You're doing it for yourself. You're yes, doing it to, yes, to say, look at this thing. nice thing I'm doing. No, no, no. I'm saying you can say it's for humans because it is. It's yeah. it's it's preserving this state the planet is in now that makes it habitable for us. So just phrase it that way. Yeah. Don't say save the planet. The yeah. planet. Species die all the time. That's not a good or bad thing. It just is. Like things will happen to the planet. The planet doesn't have a sense of like, oh, this, this you guys are being <laughs> You're mean to me. me. But yeah, we want to keep cartoon globes that are yeah, crying. Yeah. <laughs> like there is no concept of like the Earth is because there's an oil derrick coming out of its eye. <laughs> it doesn't yes, care sorry. if we spill oil everywhere. But no. we want to keep living here, so we can <laughs> of just. Course. But it's just why don't we just phrase it that way? Like, don't say save the planet. Say like. Keep making this a place we can all live for a long time. Yeah, if you're Don't pl- screw over future generations of humans is exactly. what we're trying to say. And yeah, if your platform was, hey, let's make this place presentable. <laughs> Just like litter, <laughs> yeah. landfills, not as many landfills and things like that. It's like walk down the street and yeah. there's not seven couches in the next <laughs> like dispose of that correctly and also and make whole, it look presentable the whole idea of caring about whether species survive like keeping endangered animals going is, oh there's is a crazy seven thousand in its place right behind it Boom. right but i'm saying i get i get the idea of wanting to biodiversity is good again for us but stop saying it's about caring about the animals like no we want to no. have biodiversity hey. so we'll have animals and plants that we can get cures for our diseases from right. which is fine to be selfish as humans this, there's a reason we this all want goes, this stuff i'm gonna do the, my first ever segue do it, it goes so nice. well into this story this is the next story i was gonna do oil barons and hunters challenge protection of polar bears yeah so all the like uh on fr- this last friday a group of plaintiffs including alaska the whole state um <laughs> 
uh, hunters. <laughs> wow. It's a uh, big state. The Cal- and the California Cattlemen's Association challenged the protection of polar bears, saying, like, hey, they shouldn't be listed as an endangered species because it really uh, hurts our chances of exploiting uh, for resources there. Uh, okay. and, hey, right. I'm, hey, I'm exploiting here. Hey, come on. <laughs> and said that, what, they the, actually use exploiting as a positive yeah, word. That's what's they great. Said, uh, to exploit. Murray Feldman, a lawyer representing Alaska and the other uh, plaintiffs, whatever, I don't know, appellants. What are appellants? I don't know. I think like an appellate. Uh, appellant. Uh, oh, okay. uh, no, I'm, like, I'm trying to think of other root words that have like legal. Whatever. Well, okay. The, the lawyer... For the Fuck the Bears Corporation. Uh, <laughs> FTBC? Yeah. Chicago Fuck the Bears. <laughs> yeah. He told the U.S. Court of Appeals that uh, that uh, the decision to list polar bears as a threatened species was based on flawed models. According to Alaska, polar bears have survived prior, prior global warming periods, and despite shrinkage of ice, populations of polar bears have remained stable. So digging around for oil or hunting some obviously is not going to affect it a whole lot. Let me kill some bears. Yeah. I don't care if there's a couple of them. I've got to kill bears. Why can't I kill just a couple? Just give kill me a bears. couple. The way hey, you, were, you were saying it sounded like this was going to go to court, and I just imagine like, a, Your Honor, when a polar bear, such as my client, <laughs> is roaming out on the Arctic tundra, he wants to be able to, and everybody else here, they go to the jury box and it's like seven polar bears. No, the jury. A black With bear, glasses. brown bear. Yeah. He makes a it's point. It's like an Arctic so. fox, like, <laughs> yeah. taking notes. And then there's, like, two salmon. They're like, kill them! <laughs> uh, yeah, two of Kill all yeah, like, of them! The, the defense attorney keeps trying to, like, find ways to, like, get the polar bears off the jury. Yeah. Like, I'm going to question this one. So, I'm uh, sorry. He cannot be in the jury. That's like if you, sure for the OJ trial, like, one of the jurors was wearing, like, his USC jersey. <laughs> just smiling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, my opinion on this matter is the polar opposite. Oh, there we go. I think uh, yeah. We okay, if you could make one animal extinct, what are you going to pick? <laughs> Dax, uh, mosquitoes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Although, I mean, obviously science- there would be a big impact. Yeah, scientifically, <laughs> you kill any insect, it makes a huge impact. Right. Then Absolutely. your bats, okay, birds. Okay, but go whatever. for it. Who are you going to make extinct? What animal? It's not. I mean, I don't come across them a lot, but I don't ever want to. I don't ever want to come across a sand spider or a tarantula. So spiders, you're going to go spiders. Pretty much all spiders, specifically recluse, like ones that could really hurt you. Okay, Andy. I, I see. Yeah, who doesn't go with some variant on spider? But then I'm thinking about like other things we're going to need them for. For like Me. their silk snakes is super cool. Uh, scorpions. All. Fuck Do we, does anybody need scorpions? We don't need, we don't need scorpions. Anybody yeah. at all? Well, I mean, meerk- I mean, meerkats eat scorpions. I mean, Do we need meerkats? Scorpions, I mean, scorpions keep well, Hulk, bears, Hollywood Hulk Hogan bears eat in meerkats. check when he switched to the NWO. Oh, okay. Then they have the scorpion death drop. I feel like that wasn't a, that wasn't a great answer. Insects, like, obviously, they're called bugs for a reason. They're a nuisance. <laughs> You're not going to say dogs. You can't say cats. I wonder if that term bugged came out first or after they right, were called yeah. bugs. That's a good uh, you know what? Possum. Opossum? Opossum. Killing opossums. Just possums. So you just know in the what, south. Though? On our show, we found this clip we're going to throw into uh, an episode in the near future of this baby possum eating a strawberry. Oh, my God. Oh, it sounds it's really cute. Oh, it's really like cute. with little human hands. Yeah. Um, there are certain animal babies that I don't care how young it is or how furry it is. They're not cute to me at all. Yeah. Baby penguins, when they have the gray hair. Those are cute. Not cute at all. They just I mean, look the, like Danny the, DeVito. The adult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
the adult emperor penguins million times cuter than <laughs> I think they're so adorable. All right. Mm-hmm. Cutest animal to you personally, Josh. Chimpanzee. Baby chimpanzee? Dude. Even the older ones are pretty cute, but yeah, baby chimpanzee. For me, a baby orangutan. Oh, that's oh, a also, cute. I mean, very close. That's a yeah. cute baby. Very close. That's a cute baby. Mm-hmm. Put, put some clothes on it. Oh, oh yeah. come on. And they I mean, also always have the hair that oh, looks like me. they're doing the be- Benjamin Button. They're like balding when oh, they're yeah. first born, and then the hair grows. I like in. how all orangutans, when their babies, do the Christopher Walken hair. It's just, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dax, cutest animal. Asian babies. Oh, that's pretty true. Very Can I racism. say that? Can I say that? Is, yeah, absolutely. I think Andy. you mean pandas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pandas. Kung Fu babies. Have you guys seen a baby sloth? Oh, Come those on. Are cute. Never. Come on. Those By the really way, cute. if like you hate a baby Goonies? penguin, everyone gather around for a second. Look at this picture of a baby penguin being tickled. All right. Well, look look on, this, this up on your internets. All right, hold on. Are you going to be able to okay, hear it? A little, they're on a kitchen floor, so this is not a native environment for a baby penguin. Oh, he loves it. Oh, he's cracking up. Good oh, for here, you, here comes Robin penguin. Williams. Well, stuff that, to dance. Stuff that cute makes me cute. sad, man. It's pretty cute. <laughs> it's an outtake of I'm Mr. I'm really bummed out now. It's so cute. <laughs> an outtake of what? Mr. Popper's penguins. Mr. Popper's is You ever one see of something so cute it hurts your so heart? That movie. hurt my heart. It's painfully cute. You oh, had to walk away from it. Yeah, I had to get away from there, man. Brooks walked away and stopped watching way before any of... Yeah, because he was just, just overwhelmed. He was like, "Ah, fuck this! It's too cute." It's too cute. I can't. Uh, do you guys I think? Do you guys think everything. mice are cute? No, I do. Uh, Good. Then you're gonna love our next story. <laughs> oh, okay. Why are they killing him? No, but scientists are, are exposing him to scary things and then uh, trying to see if they can use drugs to erase the memory of the fearful thing they exposed mice. them to. Mice. Oh yeah. This yeah. comes out of the magazine Fuck Mice Monthly. Yes. Is this with uh, the amygdala? It is actually. Yes, this is actually the. the, uh, That's the place that connects like sense, uh, the sense of smell with with memories, right? I believe is that Um, where that uh, happens. uh, uh, A aversion, like a fear aversion in general. Okay. Well, this is specifically about trying to uh, close off the link that they associate in these mice between a bad thing that happens to them and the smell of jasmine they expose them to, Mm -hmm. and then they see if they can give them this drug while they sleep that will get rid of that. And it turns out they they have found a way to do that. So maybe a drug we can use for humans to help ease um, the effects so, of post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, anxiety. Or is yeah. the right. drug called Eternal Sunshine? It is. <laughs> Never be scared, be a psychopath. That's cool. So the article on uh, sciencenews.org says that fearful associations can be knocked back during sleep, research in mice shows. After receiving an injection of a drug, a nasty link between a scent and a painful foot shock faded as the mice slumbered. Foot shock? Yeah. I like to call so what this they did- the uh, religion cure. <laughs> If that? you're no longer afraid of whatever baloney got put into your head as a kid about religion and heaven oh, and hell. Curing yourself uh, from religion, yeah, not yeah. religion being a cure. No, no this, this is the cure for religion right maybe here. This, maybe this drug will this work. This could be big. So neuroscientist Asia Rolls of Stanford University and colleagues taught mice that when they smelled jasmine, a foot shock was not far behind. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, mice. <laughs> this, this study was Jasmine's funded by the band America. Yes. <laughs> Going through the jasmine of my mind. <laughs> You know what? No, this study was uh, founded by cats. Uh, just cats in lab coats stacked on top of each other. Cats being like, we got to donate. We got to kickstart. We're going to ruin some mice lives. We're just shocking their feet. We're just about there. We need 500 more mice. I worked in a lab 
Although at my previous job, we did a lot of animal testing, which I felt real bad about. Uh, did you really? I didn't personally, but I, at my company. But your we facility did. Yeah, and uh, I would walk through the lab sometimes, uh, like the, where we kept a lot of the animals, and they had these really, really cute pictures of animals up in there. Like really, really cute little hamsters and stuff. And it's like the cutest hamster, and it just has beeps when backing up. Like, fuck, that's cute. <laughs> and like, my, my thing was like, why? Well, you should have vicious yeah. looking animals yeah. so you feel yeah. better about the test. Yeah. You Terrifying. should have like. Heard about the plague and then just a scary rat. Like, no, this is we're doing good work here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not beeps when backing up. <laughs> Cuteness. Now kill this. Aww. When you I, said beeps when backing up, I imagine it was a picture of a little mouse with a little construction hat. It on. did. It did have did? a little construction hat. <laughs> it was so cute, man. I think subconsciously I've seen that poster then. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> All right, sorry, Andy. So no, that's fine. Um, so yeah, they would they would give him the scent of jasmine and then they'd shock him in the feet. <laughs> Which now I'm picturing it's like they're trying, you hate Jasmine now like dance mouse dance like shooting at their feet Aww. like an old timey western. Uh, so a day later, as the mice slept, the researchers would waft the smell over the animals that would strengthen and solidify the scary link between the jasmine and the pain. A day after that, the mice would freeze in fear when they caught a, a whiff of jasmine. Oh! Even though the animals were in an entirely new room unassociated with the original shock, so they they met, they they successfully <laughs> introduced PTSD into the brains yeah. of these mice. Association is so so long lasting it's unbelievable ring a bell get a cookie like Dude, yeah. it's, eve it's six, amazing eve six came on at hooters and i was back in eighth grade <laughs> see <laughs> he you've already given us two examples yeah yeah boobs uh with, uh, oh yeah, Hooters. Wanna, yeah, well, like boobs and Hooters. It's a painful yeah. memory. Yeah. A painful memory of putting your tender heart in a blender and watching it spin around. Exactly. <laughs> beautiful oblivion. That's. Uh, <laughs> I love Eve Six. Tender, I really like Eve Six. It's the number one hit tender blender from mm. Eve Six. Is that the band or not? Is that three doors down? I always confuse. I don't know. Want to put my tender heart in a blender? It's Eve Six, right? It's not. I, I don't think no, it it's is. like hot in a blender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smokes it down, beautiful oblivion. It could be Eve Six. Rendezvous, then rendezvous. It's definitely not Hoobastank. Not Hoobastank. Mm-hmm. It's not Incubus. No, it's not Pearl Jam. It's not. It's but not that fastball. story. That story. Fuck that block of music that came out. <laughs> the late nineties. Fuck all late of that music was awful. Yeah. Tonic, Matchbox Twenty, Papa Roach. So much. That was. I was. That was when I was into my deep, deep, deep Chili Peppers. <laughs> so into the Chili Peppers. Comparatively, yeah. Comparatively, like, great. Chili Peppers is the Beatles. Great. Chili Peppers is yeah. great. I still like them. Like uh, Chili Peppers came on at Hooters. I was like, I love this song. And yeah. when I was there for Mike Burns' fifty-second uh, birthday, oh. and uh, he goes, Yeah. I, I was like, Man, I love the Chili Peppers. He goes, I know. It's tattooed all over your body. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, the message boards demand it. The fans want to see pictures of the tattoo. <laughs> right. You've got you've got Chili Peppers. Tattoos? I have a chili peppers tattoo. Do you have the No, no, the no. one? I it's way worse. It's a it's the tribal that Anthony Kiedis has. has. Does he have it in the exact same spot? Oh yes. We're, we're looking at we're this. looking at Brooks's left bicep right yeah, now. Left bicep, real terrible. It's, it's not that terrible when it comes as tribal tattoos go. I mean, it's like a fleur de lis. <laughs> this is a great picture. Uh, <laughs> at least it's not that kind of tribal that isn't barbed wire, but it's made to kind of look right. like barbed okay. wire. I got. I just got to go shoot like promos. Like in the movie Barbed Wire. I got yeah. to shoot promos for Comedy Central when I was in a hot tub a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, shoot, I, I had a tank top on and I showed him. I, I went to the director. I was like, is this a problem? And he goes, yeah, that's a big problem. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so they covered it. It's great. So like in these promos, you can't see uh, my garbage tattoo. I was so happy. Oh, oh but they that. can see your, oh, the tank top covered the side The one. tank top okay. covered my side one. Yeah, okay. I love that response. Uh, that's yeah, a that's problem. a big problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be a but big... because of its chili pepperness, not yeah. because of it. Can we CG general. this out? Yeah, they just put, uh, they just 
it was it took like five minutes it made me so happy they got your they just, skin tone yeah they really like easy. put a band around it oh speaking of skin tone do i look especially youthful today josh you, you do do i look pretty good and he has makeup well, on. i have makeup on. i was gonna say you just look like you uh you you cleanly shaved i did but then also i had my first ever headshots taken today that's oh. a first for me Welcome USA. USA, yeah, it's pretty. Welcome to the slippery here, slope here, here, here. that is. Oh my God, I look like a mannequin. Vain. This is ridiculous. Uh, all right, so what? Are, what so anyhow, so the mice. Let's go back to the mice. So they would shock the mice, and then they would start to associate the smell of jasmine with with this upcoming pain. So then, um, the scientists and her team would interrupt the sleep strengthening process with the antibiotic anisomycin. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. That's anti- anti-Semitic. Yes, it is. They would inject <laughs> it in, mice. They would inject it into the amygdala, as you were saying, Dax, uh, which is a brain structure involved in memory storage. And before the mice were exposed to jasmine during sleep, the researchers injected them with some of the drug. The next day, these mice didn't freeze as much as the mice that didn't get the drug. So it started to disassociate that smell with that memory. Didn't freeze as much. Right. How didn't do you gauge still- that? The, the results terror. suggest that during sleep, traumatic yeah, right. memories such as the kind that plague people with P- PTSD can be effectively weakened. Wow. Now I'm wondering what other pictures uh, Brooks looked through in the camera. Well, just any, oh, any no. fear association. <laughs> Nothing bad other. Any fear association. Like we were talking about like uh, uh, previous, nice previous episodes. Hey. I think you've talked about with toxoplasmosis, how it affects like the brain of the rat that's infected with it so that it's no longer afraid of cats. And then... It's like fleas go between the rats and the cats to infect the cat. There was this whole cycle oh, that's that requires that's the, same the rats. Thing that causes craziness in cat ladies is that the, part of the same? Oh, thing that right. Came out in the it, last year or so. That, yeah, and then it was causing craziness in cat ladies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's the same. There's this. It it takes away a rat's natural fear of cats. That is insane. And they they associate, and then the disease continues to propagate. So that the cats can then. Eat the rats because they're not afraid enough to keep away from them, and that helps the parasite live. And then the or cat, does... and then the parasite lives in the cat and produces in the cat. Okay, and then spreads to the. I, I don't remember the exact so life cycle of it, but the point like, was it's a win-win to lose. Disable. It's a win-win for the parasites <laughs> and the cat lose for the rats. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's like giving a pill to a baby to make it not want to breastfeed. It's like the most innate thing. right like to take rats away. Want to be terrified of cats? Yeah, and you just feed this to a baby and it sees a breast. Like, ugh. Get that thing away yeah, from me. Get into that. Um, uh, never mind. I, I was, thought that was a great <laughs> metaphor. I was going to do a real dumb character who uh, gets the chicken and the egg thing confused. Uh, which came first, the rat or the cat? You know? What? That doesn't fit. <laughs> probably, they simultaneously probably evolved. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, nobody a, will know. It's an age-old question. Can't no, be we answered. all know. No, Can't yeah. Most of us know. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the way, there's more to this story just about the fact that the effect, the, the reason that the sleep portion of it's important because they were saying the fact that you're not rooted to any particular environment when you're asleep makes it even more effective in, in loosening that connection because the effect of curbing traumatic memories in someone who's fast asleep wouldn't be linked to a specific setting like a doctor's office oh, if you're right. there. So that could protect a person from re-experiencing the trauma in other situations. So this oh. could be a thing that would be useful Overnight. For PTSD, what is the if you guys could erase one traumatic memory from oh. from your brain without getting too real here? Do you have a couch that I can lay down on? <laughs> uh, I tried to kiss a girl uh, in high school and like really went for it, and she's you know I mean I've been denied, but this was like oh, I'm all in. I really like you. She turned her head, was like no no no, we're not. I don't oh. want to kiss. You. Was it just you and her? Or were there other people around? Just me and her. At, in my basement watching Gladiator. Oh. I mean, she's over at my house. We're hanging out. Sure. Going to try to kiss you. Uh, that's why I would happen. get rid of that guy. Really? Get rid of this. Clear that one right out. Yep. Kick yeah. it to the curb. What mm-hmm. about you guys? Got any of those? 
Have you ever had the uh, the, te- the the clap test? Uh, I don't have chlamydia. chlamydia. Oh no! Does it involve something going up a hole? Oh it's yeah, a, it's a cute, it's a cute seven tip. inch long Q tip yeah, that. that they get ram the up your yeah, urethra. They don't have to do that anymore. You can get it all There's through a your test urine now. sample. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, I did now. have that done. And to see the length of that, and to see the length of your penis when it's not erect, uh-huh. just like it's well, like, oh, that's well, going to go be touching my spine. That's going to be touching C four and C five of my vertebrae. Yeah. That's a, that's a memory I could erase. Yeah. What, Andy? I think, <laughs> I guess it, it's probably girl-related also. I think it might be this time in sixth grade when the girl that I was going with, as we used to say, got the entire class to get together and dump me as a unit. Like the entire oh, class does. Wow. That was pretty not fun. Yeah. Good for her. She's it's apologized. Like we, she moved away and then she came back to visit when she was like 16 or 17. We went out to see the firm. Back in 1993, Tom Cruise, Wilford Brimley, mm-hmm. and um, she felt really bad about it. She remembered doing it, and she was like, "Yeah, that was pretty shitty." I was like, "Yeah, that was nah. pretty shitty." It's uh, kind of memory I can't weird. get rid of. But, uh, Josh, uh, <laughs> I wish I could erase the memory collectively of every single girl that we've gone our separate ways because I feel no. every single one of them. Every breakup hurts. W- not just it hurt. I just like looking back, and it's like. That could have been handled better. Oh man, I, I gotta, feel. I gotta, I gotta delete my ex off Facebook. Now that's a that's kind of a selfless one because I feel bad for them. I I I empathize and I sympathize, thinking that's really terrible in a very selfish way. I'd like to erase any memory I had of somebody telling me or somebody steering me towards maybe you should become a comedian. And listen to the person that said, "Learn a trade." <laughs> Not joking at all. Like I should be, really? I should be in cabinetry or or electrical in That's some great. capacity. What about TV VCR repair? How do you no play? TV. No, no Sally. I, I was a satellite dish home theater installer for ten years. There's no future there. No future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I take that last one back. Yep. I'm going back to the girlfriend. Sorry hey. about it, girlfriends. Yeah. If you're listening, you're not. Uh, we don't want to remember you anymore. Congratulations um, on all your husbands and kids that you have now. Dax, do you have a? Did you want to do your story? Did you have a story you wanted to? A science story? A story? Oh, of my science, science story. <laughs> I'm like a breakup story. No, your science story. I, you just oh, the way you were at me. The look on your face said yes. There is a story that I don't want to tell. You. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. No, I didn't I know exactly right, what I would tell. Right now, we don't have to talk about that right now. We don't have to now. Uh, this is fun. An American businessman is under fire after dumping a hundred tons of iron sulfate into the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Canada under the guise of a geoengineering experiment. Wait, what did he do? <sighs> he dumped a hundred tons of iron sulfate. Uh, now here's the thing. His name is Russ George. His claim is that he's the world champion of geoengineering. <laughs> oh yeah, that's because that's something. That's yeah, something there real. Is a, that is a thing. A world they, champion. You respect people who claim they're world champions of stuff that's which I, not competition. Which I thought for. ended at sandcastles or yeah. some geoengineering, yeah. but apparently this is a much bigger deal. He wanted to create an artificial plankton bloom, 10,000 square kilometer across. Wait, that wait, can wait, be wait. square and across at the same time. So 10,000 square kilometers? 10,000 I mean, square kilometer plankton bloom. It was visible from space because he wanted to see if it would absorb carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and then sink to the bottom. Because he's interested in creating carbon dioxide sinks uh, oh. to try to to uh, oh, help wow. with the CO two issue, but then he's going to end up acidifying the ocean yeah. on top of it. So, but he had to fool uh, the Canadian law, and he he convinced the, the local villagers of the Haida Gwaii Islands convinced the local indigenous villagers 
that this was to help spawn more salmon. And so which they signed off on it, which what? was a bald-faced lie. Oh. And he just wanted to do this as an experiment. Damn. <laughs> so, so now he's in trouble with the UN. They, oh, the UN's getting involved. Yes, the UN, and, the, and, and they're getting involved, and they're wondering how much the Canadian government knew about it. So what are the implications? What are the negative outcomes of this for for the for every? What are the negative outcomes of this? Uh, well, just that in that particular area, that much, um, you know, solidify that much carbon dioxide getting locked up in the plankton will make that water. Will, not will make that particular for- piece of of water more toxic. Uh, he claims it it isn't. But I, the story is going to unfold as they it's test just, the area because he he didn't do a bunch of testing. It's just him going. Now. Ocean's big. Ocean <laughs> is so big. big. And I'm trying to help the world. And uh, did he is he from Canada or he just tried to find some place he no. thought it was easiest to dupe the locals? He's an American then, okay, who went there okay. to dupe the locals. Yeah, that's great. I got to wow. we got to wrap up uh, show. I got to go. Okay, Brooks has to run, but I, I have two more stories. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I have to pee, so that this works. This uh, works out. Per- Josh, thank you for joining us, Dax, as well. It's what's your Twitter? You might thank get you. one or two new followers. Oh, guys. okay. Go ahead, Dax. I'm at Dax Jordan. At Dax Jordan. D A X J O R D A N. Done. And I'm at Josh Cheney. That's Josh. That's J O S H C H E E E N E E E. Because everybody says Cheney. Ah, so it's, it's better actually to say Cheney. Sounds great. Excellent. And uh, we're at Probably Science. You know that. Probably. Uh, <laughs> probably. Hey. You Fuck to, you. You can go to probablyscience.com or you can uh, look us up in iTunes. That would be the best thing. If you could look us up in iTunes and give us a review. Review us. We that would appreciate that. Yeah. And we're going to set up. We've mentioned some... Dax and Josh specifically. Yeah. Let's do that also. Guys, this yes. has been so much fun. Hasn't it? Yeah. Hasn't it? it really has. It's really a blast. Just review us. Just review us. And thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.